Welcome to More Than A Few Words, marketing conversation for business owners. This is your host, Lorraine Ball. And as you're laying awake at night trying to figure out how you're going to grow your business, I want you to stop and think that maybe the answer is not working hard to build it, but it's buying it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I've invited John Rogers to join me for that conversation. And what you should know about John is that he's a Harvard Law graduate, former investment banker, and private equity hedge fund attorney. He spent the last three years running a digital marketing agency that was ranked by Google in the top 3% of all agencies in the world. John, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have you, and I'm really intrigued because I didn't follow this strategy, and I did build, but why do you think my audience shouldn't build but buy? What's the appeal? Yeah, so I I feel like over the past maybe 10 years, every three years, I get this insight into how wealthy people do things differently than the rest of us. If you look at the top 1% of, of wealth holders in the world, the way that they're aggregating wealth isn't through actual building of businesses. It's through acquisition of already existing businesses or through the process of merging already existing businesses into the business that they have. And so when I was a private equity and hedge fund attorney and I was advising these people, what I realized is that the philosophies or the principles that they were using are just as accessible if you are in the bottom 1% as they are in the top 1%. It's just no one teaches the bottom 1% that this is the way to actually aggregate, acquire, and grow wealth. Okay, so you've piqued my curiosity. And I've decided that I'm going to grow my business by aggregating or acquiring. Where do I start? Because again, I'm not in that top 1%. I didn't grow up learning how to do this. So where do I start? Yeah, that's really fascinating. So I had a conversation with someone a couple of days ago. He had just been downsized from his job. He was an accountant in a company that was laying off a bunch of people. And I said, okay, let me just ask you a question. If you could do anything in the world, what would you want to do? And he's like, I've always been fascinated with woodworking. And I'm like, perfect. That's a great answer. Okay. If you could do any type of woodworking, what would you do? And we had this conversation for a little bit. And so I challenged him to just make a few phone calls and we're in Utah and this market to find out if any of the companies who matched his profile of what he would do if he would do anything in the world would be open to selling their companies. Turns out three of them were. Wow. All just from this simple conversation. And here's the reason why we are in one of the most interesting times in the history of the United States. And that is because so many of our older generation, the the retiring age, the whatever you want to call them, whatever gen you want to call them, they were business builders. They were very entrepreneurial. Um, On a daily basis, 10,000 of them hit the age of retirement. From that, 12 to 15% of them were entrepreneurs. And from that, a very, very, very small percentage of them have anyone in their family who wants to take over that business. 
there is just a ridiculous opportunity to beat the curve of successful businesses by buying something that's already succeeded past the 10 years, that can already pay you a salary, that already has the clientele. And you can do this either to get into the industry, like I'm advising a lot of people to do, or grow through acquisition. To grow your current company, you can do this either through vertical or horizontal integration. It's really interesting because I actually am in that generation and sold my business two years ago. And I absolutely relate to what you're saying. My kids did not want the business. The employees that I had wanted to continue to work in the business. We had this great customer base, but did not have a buyer. But okay, so now I'm I'm thinking I want to do this. Go, let's go back to your example. He found three companies that were possibly open to a conversation about selling. Yeah. How do you now narrow it down? How do you figure out, what do you look for that tells you this is a good idea or a bad idea? Yeah, and this is what's crazy. So um, from these kind of blue collar businesses, and this works regardless, we have companies right now that are looking to buy gyms. We have people that are looking to buy carpeting companies. We have people that are looking to buy digital marketing agencies. Uh, regardless of industry or regardless of you want to be location dependent, you want to be location independent. The very first thing that you have to ask yourself is what do you want to buy into? And so there are ways to buy into companies where there is absentee owners. And so what you're buying is a passive investment stream. Or if you're looking to work in the business, then you can buy into a job that already has the income to provide you a salary. And you can buy in a CEO. You can buy in the job where you want to be COO. There's so many different opportunities. Or if you already have a company and you're looking for acquisitions, then you're asking yourself, okay, what strategy am I using in order to acquire? Is there a company out there in my same industry that has customers that I want to have? Or is there companies out there in the industry that has an employee that I wish I had or systems that I wished I had? And so you're asking yourself these questions and that largely dictates what company would be of interest for you in acquisition. And so then once you find that, then the question is, okay, but what terms make it so that it's of interest to me? So one of the companies that I'm purchasing right now, um, they're doing $400,000 in revenue. They have about a 40% profit margin. The way that I'm purchasing it is with a three-year note with $60,000 up front. What that means is the only money that I'm paying for a company doing $200,000 in net profit a year is $60,000 of my own money. And then the company will pay the note every time after this. And so basically I'm paying $60,000 to make $200,000 for in perpetuity for as long as I own or hold that company. And so that's what I would go through. The first question is, okay, what strategy am I trying to employ? Do I want to work in it? Do I not want to work in it? If I already have a business, why am I trying to acquire? And then secondly, okay, what are the financials in terms of timing and amount that would make this worth it? You hit on something there that I think a lot of people miss. They look at these businesses and think, I can't afford that. But in many instances, you can finance the business over a period of time and if you've done the due diligence and the money is really there in the business, it will pay for itself. And when we're talking about those these baby owners, statistically speaking, 40 to 50% of them have zero plan for retirement 
And so what they would have to do is just keep re running their business in perpetuity. So as long as you structure it in a way that it makes sense for them, um, there are, I think, I mean, some of, some of the people in the marketplace will say there's over 100 different ways to finance the business with zero money out of your own pocket. That's getting a little granular, and I don't know that I actually believe that. But there is no shortage of amount of strategies where you can finance any purchase of any business with almost zero money, zero amount of your own money. And again, this goes back to the principle that I said, this is what the 1% of the world are doing. They're not buying companies with their own money. They're buying companies with other people's money. And that is available to all of us. You just need to know how to look for it and where to find it. Yep, exactly. So are there any red flags as I'm considering buying a business? I think I've got my financing, but I'm in that negotiation. Are there things that I should be looking out for that are like, whoa, this is going to be a bad idea? Yeah. So the first thing I always encounter that's, um, I wouldn't say it's a red flag. It's a yellow flag for me to pause and to wait for the business owner to come back to me is the very first thing that ha will happen because most of the businesses that I'm in the process of acquiring are off market deals, meaning they're not someone who are, is using a broker and who has already gone through the process of figuring out what it would actually take to, to sell a business. Um, most people have a very unrealistic idea of what their valuation for their company is. So if you're in the process of off-market deals, I can always plan in my mind to budget three to six months between the time of the initial conversation and when they come back to me with a realistic valuation for their company. So that's like the first yellow flag. Then the next thing is if I'm doing it in terms of, a, of an acquisition strategy to bolt on to a current company, then my next big question is, is it a culture fit? Two great companies apart don't always make one even better company put together. There are cultures that will not drive. There are people that will not work together. There are systems that are in unintegratable. And so that's the second piece. And then the third piece is I just want to be doing my own financial and legal due diligence. So I'm not buying a liability. Am I buying a lawsuit? Am I buying a lot of debt? Am I buying something that's going to cost me more money trying to keep it up and trying to run it down the road? And there is just there is just a checklist of things that you can go through to make sure that you are not buying yourself a liability, but you're actually buying your something, self something that is cash flowing, that is an asset that is going to produce value for you on the purchase, not later. So terrific. Well, John, this is Fabulous. Thank you so much for dropping by. My pleasure. Thank you. This was awesome. And if any of you are thinking about growing your business and want to learn more about this strategy of buying, not building, there'll be a link to John's website in the show notes. And if you're looking for other resources for your business, be sure to check out our toolbox. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.